about some praise. I don't know why I'm even asking. Come on, give him praise. That's what we do. What's your name, Jesus? My God. You know, there's going to be a day that, that we are in the presence of God, and he's not going to ask anyone to give him a praise because those of us that's going to be there are willful praisers. Those that are there are willful worshipers. Those of us that are there will be lifting our voices up. No one will say, have to say, open your mouth up wide, you know, or anything of that nature, given the fruit of your lips or anything. The Bible said that praise is commonly for the who? Anybody know that scripture? Praise is commonly for the up. You, I don't want to finish it off, but for the up, for the upright. Praise is commonly for the righteous, for the upright. And so that's something that we do. We don't, we, we worship the Lord, we praise him in the, in, in, in the beauty of holiness. <laughs> Certainly we thank God for his goodness and his grace and we're not done. You know, God is, deserves to be praised and, and glorified in all of, all and everything that we can do and all of our being, doesn't the Bible say that we should love the Lord with our whole what? Uh -oh. You know, I, I just want, I want the people that are to hear your voice as well as mine. Because they may not know. And so I'm, I'm asking you to help me out. God tell us to do what? Love him what? Wholeheartedly wholeheartedly and not just with our whole heart but our whole what? Our whole being. Our whole being. Our whole body. Our whole will. Everything that there is about us we should be using to love him. You know, matter of fact, that's in any relationship. That's in every relationship that we give ourselves our, our, our all and, and do the best of our being. Amen. We're, I'm excited about the Lord this morning, and we're going to go into the Word of God. Uh, but before we go into the Word of God, as as I was telling the church, you know, and, and I'm very, uh, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I believe on the other day, I said, don't mess with my money, and don't mess with my honey. And, and so that, that includes God. And, and so as we go before we go into the word of God time is really moving forward but um, on next Sunday we will be uh, having communion and so we want to be prepared uh, for communion and, and so as we entreat the Lord because when we come to the house of God we're coming to do what we're coming to the Bible said on uh, that the sons of God there was a day when the sons of God came together to, to do something. They came together for a specific reason. And when we come to church, and uh, we come to church for that same reason, and that is to for the same reason that, matter of fact, get the first uh, chapter of Job and find that particular verse. It shouldn't take long to do that and read it out loud. They, when the sons of God came together, because we come together, we come together on, on Sundays, we come together on 
Tuesdays, we come together as often as we need to come. And so we're not just coming together for no reason, just showing up because it's a ritual. You need to understand your arrival at service is not and should never be considered a ritual. What do I say? Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves. When we come to service, we're coming to do what? We're coming to present ourselves. And then I believe it's Romans that tell us that we should present uh, uh, brethren, that, that we should present ourselves as what? We sh There's a way that we present ourselves. Y'all not ready for church this morning. We, there's a way that we present ourselves. Brethren, I would that you would present yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. That's how we present ourselves unto the Lord. We come prepared to give God praise and worship and the beauty of holiness because the Lord is seeking such that worship him how? In truth. In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. So when we do it like the Bible says, and that's that's what we that's what our intentions are. Excuse me, let me change that. I don't because you can attend, you can attend, your intentions could be to go to Texas, but you drive an I-5 north. And so we don't want to just have good intentions, but we want to do the will of God. And so we prepare for sacrifice because we're presenting our bodies as living. So we're constantly, uh, the Bible says that we have this hope. And because we have this hope, we prepare ourselves. We are daily, we are preparing ourselves daily. We prepare ourselves. Okay, we're going to go into the word of God. Uh, the Revelation 1, 6, uh, 7 through 8. Revelation 1. We're going to read the sixth verse, and, and we're, we're teaching from 7 and uh, verse 8 this morning. But I, I just want to remind you that uh, we are kings. And priest, I hope uh, that you remember that from uh, from last Sunday. We talked about being kings and priests unto the Lord, as we're teaching from Revelation. And He have made us kings and priests unto God and His Father, and to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray and ask that you bless, Lord God, your people this morning, Lord, that you would stir up their hearts, their minds, O oh Lord God. Even as, uh, Lord God, and, and help us to receive your word, to live by your word. Lord God, you said obedience is better than sacrifice. I pray and ask that you would touch those that are not obedient. 
that you stir their mind up. Lord God, obedient to the rules and regulation of the church. Obedient to your word, which governs the church. Obedient to those that have the rule over them. Obedient, Lord God, to the, the laws of the land that does not uh, uh, offend you. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God. Our house, our communities. Lord God, bless Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord God, as we go forth, Lord God, help us, Lord Jesus. We need your help. Lord God, we need you, Lord God, to open our understanding. We need you to give us wisdom. We need you to give us knowledge. Lord God, bless us to hear your voice. Lord Jesus, and not to ignore it. Hallelujah. Lord God, help us, Lord. Lord, those that are listening, ask that you would bless their minds, Lord God. Lord, bless their spirit, Lord. Those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, fill them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, those that are searching for a church home, hallelujah. Lord God, draw them in, Lord God, into the place where you would have them to be planted so that they can be fed. Lord, touch the ministers as they go forth across the land to minister your word this morning. Lord God, bless them, Lord, to speak with clarity. Bless them, Lord God, Lord Jesus, to, to die that you may present your word, Lord. Lord God, help us to decrease, Lord, that you increase, Lord. Lord Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Lord God, now if there's any sick among us, pray and ask that you would heal them. Lord Jesus, touch, Lord, those that would be in service and can't be because of sickness or because of responsibility of work, Lord. Ask that you would bless them as they listen in. In Jesus' name, amen. The songwriter said, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Do you know every instance where the glory of the Lord was rising is because the people were wholeheartedly involved People were wholeheartedly given in to the word. They were wholeheartedly uh, given in to the praise and the worship. They were wholeheartedly, and the glory of the Lord rises up in that scenario. Every time, I don't know, instance where God does not make his presence known when there is praise and worship going on. Matter of fact, he said, I inhabit the praises of my people. I pray, I hope that you've been reading your word, that you've been in the Bible. If you, uh, you know, I like listening to Bible Gateway and listening to the scripture as well as sitting down reading the word of God. But you, you need to make sure that you spend time in the word of God so that God can recall those things to your remembrance. As the Bible says, he would do that. And so in the book of Revelation, as we're teaching, if you've been following, if you haven't been following, I, I pray and ask that you would and tell someone else because we're going to be traveling throughout this book and uh, breaking it down into a digestible uh, segment so that you can understand it's not something that God does God wants you to understand it uh, that's why he, he made it uh, uh, gave the revelation gave made it clear and, and so the Bible says in the seventh verse which is what we're teaching from seven and eight behold he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, 
even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, said the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Now, I, I'm, I know that in the, in the ministry, we like to give titles and different things to the, to the message that is going to come, and, you know, and, and, and that, that's good. I, I don't have a problem with that. But then sometimes I just want to, to minister the word of God without giving it a title. Matter of fact, I don't ever recall reading that in the scripture. I know it serves a purpose, and I know what the purpose is, you know, but I just don't recall reading that in the scripture. So if you don't mind, I just want to talk about the word of God. I just want to talk about his word. So if I don't give it a any type of title or anything like that, uh, just, just bear with me as I just give the word of God. And whatever thought God gives you, uh, besides his word, that's going to help you to live holy, then God bless you. And, and so the book of Revelation, in this instance, uh, the book of Revelation, just to, just to remind you, is, is a revelation of Jesus Christ, not a revelation of John. Uh, this is, uh, John received it. Uh, the Bible plainly says, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants. So we know revelation is this particular knowledge of this particular information is given for his servants. It's not given to everybody. If you are not a servant of God, this, this is not for you. Not some of the areas that we're going to be talking about early on, but this book, this message, this revelation is unto his servants, which are things which must, 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 must shortly come to pass. And so, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John, who bear record by the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth. Are you reading the word of God? Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear. So you're blessed if you read the word. You're blessed if you hear the word of this prophecy. You're blessed if you keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. You know, I was watching, a, a, I was up pretty early yesterday and today, and and so I, I stumbled across the movie Manifest, or the series, and some of you may have seen it, and, you know, but uh, but I, I was paying attention to the first couple of uh, episodes that was going on, and, you know, where they took a plane, and the plane disappeared for, what, five years? Yeah. Something like that, disappeared for about five years. And when the people uh, came back, you know, and, and so, you know, this, there's a whole story that's going on now. But but what caught my attention was that the people had disappeared for five years. The people disappeared 
for a space of time. No one knew where they were, wrote them off as being dead, you know. Uh, no one knew what happened to because it was a small group of people uh, on a plane that disappeared. But what caught my what made what caused it to stand out to me um, as I was watching it is that the day is going to come where a group of people, those that are presenting their body, presenting their bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, is going to disappear. They're going to disappear. We might be sitting in Bible class. God forbid that, that if you could be in Bible class and you're not in Bible class and he call and we disappear that, you know, there I'd have to give an account for Cornerstone. And God forbid if it's a Sunday and, it's, and there's no excuse, but we're just not there and he should call. Um, the church is going to disappear. And so then uh, there's a space of time where the church, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just so excited about it, is going to reappear. So there's going to be a time where the church disappeared, and then the church is going to reappear. And so we'll, we'll get to that, but that caught my attention as they were, you know, in this movie, in this show, Manifest. And so the prophecy, the words of this prophecy, and those that keep it are written therein because the times at John to the seven churches which are at Asia. Grace be unto you and peace. Now God is not writing this and sending this message to, to, to uh, uh, with uh, uh, his reason is to present grace and peace to you. From him which is God has a he has a he has something in mind. He, he has an expectation. Uh, he has some good thoughts. He, he has some magnificent thoughts about you. And, and so he's sending grace and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the full fulfilled, uh, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from, washed us from our sins in his own blood. Uh, God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, washed us in his own blood. Now, we know that is Jesus Christ. And Paul kind of touches on this in his, during his evangelistic uh, service. But he says, take heed, he warns the, the leadership. He said, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers, pastors, overseers, bishops, overseers, to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now, I know some have a stumble with that, and I'm not going too far into that today. We could talk about uh, oneness and the power of God because he's God. And he can do whatever he want to do. 
um, and, and that includes making himself a body, visiting Abraham, eating some barbecue, um, as well as uh, Melchizedek. Well, listen here. Let's go on. And, and so uh, the Bible, uh, the Bible said that the the fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily. And so there was wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, the fear of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord and the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. Now, this word is specifically speaking to the kings and priests of sovereign God. Who are you? Kings and priests of sovereign God. And so this message that is being presented is to his servants. Who are his servants? The kings and priests of sovereign God. And so I, I know that, that, you know, because of the way we, we have been brought up, the hiccups that have occurred in life, the mess ups that, you know, and the shenanigans that we've all uh, have done and God saved us, that we never considered ourselves as being kings and priests. But, but I want to remind you today that you are a king. I want to remind you today that you are a priest. So no matter what, have, uh, it's not about your righteousness. That's where we fail is because we start depending on our righteousness. But it's the righteousness of Jesus Christ that has made us kings and priests. And so you don't think less of yourself. Ah, bless you, Lord God. Do not think less of yourself. If you have, uh, if you have not been, if you have not given your life unto the Lord, you're not uh, a king. You're not one of his ministers. Uh, you're on the wrong team. You're on the wrong side. And, and so you, you need to change sides and commit yourself unto the Lord in order to be considered king, in order to be a priest of God Almighty. Now, there are some that will never do this. And it's sad, but every man is persuaded by his own mind. The Bible said, behold, all souls are mine. And uh, as, the as the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But if a man be just, God has justified us. And do that which is lawful and right. What are we doing? That which is lawful and right. And have not eaten uh, upon the mountains. And uh, he goes on, neither have lifted up his eyes to idols of the house of, uh, of, the house of Israel. Neither have defiled his neighbor's wife. Neither... Uh, has came near a menstruous woman and have not oppressed any, but have restored to the debtors paying your bills on time. Uh, the Bible said the wicked borrow and don't pay back. Uh, and, and so uh, talking about those that are stealing. Uh, have spoiled none by violence, have given his bread to the hungry, and have covered the naked with a garment. He that have given forth a upon usury have not done that neither have taken any increase that have withdrawn his hand from and uh, have withdrawn his hand from iniquity 
have executed truth, judgment between man and man and have walked in my statutes. That's what I'm trying to get to. Wanna walk in my statutes and have kept my judgments to deal truly. He is just, he shall surely live. So God outlines and it says, this is how you will live. If you sin, if you do any of the things that he has mentioned, uh, then you die. But if you do the opposite of those things, then you shall live. Now, Thank you, Jesus. I remember the elder John. You need to remember John too. Is receiving information that was given to other prophets. When we read the scripture, the word of God is peppered throughout time. Uh, we hear uh, Enoch's testimony. Moses made reference to it. The vision was so great that Daniel became sick. The Psalms, as we read the Psalms, and he rejoiced and writes with praise and gracefully presents it as poetry, but he's talking in many instances about the very thing that we're talking about right now. And that, that is when the Lord comes upon a cloud. We've been exposed to eschatology since our birth through many different medias. We didn't connect the dots. I'm trying to do my best to help you connect the dots today. The thing that has messed people up is God did not give us an expiration date. That, that has messed some folks up. I've heard... Uh, yeah, I've heard Jesus is coming for years, but, you know, but there's no expiration date. There's no date. There's no, nothing stamped on it that he's going to come at a particular time. Uh, there's no solid date for end of life, even though people are, are leaving here every day. They, uh, everyone don't know the date and time. Some do have a good understanding that their time is up. I know that from speaking with some. I know that from personal experience that there are those that have an unction and know days ahead of time that their time is up. And they are well prepared. We need to be well prepared Amen. because we don't know the day or the time. Some say, I want to be like the thief on the cross. Don't be a fool, because you don't know nothing about that thief on the cross. You don't know his mental makeup. You don't know his emotional makeup. You don't know nothing about him. What God saw in him to tell him, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Some are banking upon that. But we're not just talking about the, 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 the uh, leaving here in death, but we're talking about Revelation. So the Bible says, because of, for those of you that think, well, God is not coming when, you know, and I've heard that for years. The elder Peter had to clarify this then, and I need to clarify it again this morning. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. So that explains why the Lord delayed his coming. He's not willing that any should perish. You know, I, I was 
teaching and exhorting this uh, about a week ago. And, and uh, you know, Daniel, as we have mentioned a few times, saw the Messiah cut off and he saw the end take place. However, uh, what he did not see is what Paul refers to as the dispensation of grace, which is where we are right now. We're in the dispensation of grace, which means that in what Daniel saw was truthful, but what Daniel did not see was God hitting the pause button and placing us in the dispensation of grace, which is where we are right now. Well, one day the pause button is going to be turned back on and, and or turned off and the dispensation of grace is going to come to an end. So you want to take advantage of everything that you can right now in this dispensation. Because as we are studying in the book of Ezekiel on Tuesdays, that uh, we're, we're entering into the temple. We're, we're now getting to the place of the temple. And you're going to find that the structure of the temple ties in to the dispensation of grace. And so when we, when we get there. But not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall melt away with a, a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat and the earth also and the works therein uh, shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall uh, be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye to be? This is what Peter is asking. Uh, when you consider this, it ought to change something in your heart. When you consider this, it ought to change, it ought to uh, cause us to redirect ourselves, reposition ourselves, change our mind, and govern us a different way. Bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. What kind of person should you be in holy conversation? Now, Peter is not talking to, oh, my God. He's not talking to people that don't know the Lord. He's talking to those that do. And asking the question, how should you conduct yourself? Hallelujah. How should you behave knowing that this is going to happen? Looking for the hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements with, will melt with fervent. Nonetheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Someone said, uh, uh, when is that day going to come when we all get along? When there's a new heaven and a new earth. When sin is done away with. When, when the, the, the body of believers, those that know how to love their brother that's next to them. That's when it's all we all going to get along. Uh, the day is going to come when, uh, when the enemy, uh, the prince of the air, is going to be cast into the lake, into the hell and then everyone in hell that followed him will be cast into the lake of fire and so uh, that's when that day is going to come wherefore beloved seeing that ye look for such things be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless and account that the long suffering of the Lord is salvation God delayed his coming to bring about salvation for us. And I'm grateful. I thank God that, that he did not come when he would have. 
but I had an opportunity now to stand and live and you have the same opportunity day as each day that is given unto you to stand and to live and to not just uh, say I believe in God, but my, my belief is enough to motivate me. My belief is enough to make me live right, talk right, act right, do what's right to those that are around me and do what's right to those that are not. I know that, that our obedience it sends a, a wave, a shock wave. Our obedience don't just don't just stop here, but when you obey, God will take you in. Oh my God. Next thing you know, you ministering to someone else around the world that you've never seen before, and then waking back up in your own bed. Bless your Lord God. Mighty God. Yes, He's that kind of God. And those things happen. Yes, they do. He said, behold, uh, he cometh with the clouds and every eye shall see him. Seventh verse. And they also which pierced him and all the kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. Uh, so now, now we're talking about he's talking to the servants. He's talking to the kings and priests and letting them know that, that the day is going to come, that every eye is going to see him. Now that, that every eye, when he come up on the cloud, uh, that see him it is not going to be us. Let me think about that for a moment while I drink some water. Okay. Those eyes that are seeing him come upon the cloud are those that was not caught up in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Ah, hey, glory. Bless your name, Jesus. Those that see him on the cloud are those that was not looking for him. Oh, I feel like running up the aisle right now. Uh, it, it's not those that were looking for him. Because the Bible said he's coming back for those that are looking for him. So there is an expectation in our heart, our inner man, that, Lord, you might show up at any time. Uh, and, and when you show up, no matter what I'm doing, no matter who I'm with, husband, wives, you better get this. Because the Bible said, don't go to bed. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Uh, uh, friends and, and everybody, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Get it right. Get it straight. Don't be holding animosity in your heart. Don't be holding something uh, that's going to weigh you down. But deal with it. Deal with it. So that when he come at any time, there's nothing that is going to hinder you from being caught up in that instance. Behold, he cometh with the clouds. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. Now according to the Marion of Webster. And let me just touch this right quick. Because this just really keeps standing out to me. Now every eye shall see him. And even those that pierced him. So that lets you know that those that did him wrong. Those that did the kings and the priests wrong, 
still have the ability to see. There's still an awareness. They're not gone. The body may have decayed, but that spirit is still, oh, bless you, Lord God. And they're going to see and feel the full effect. My God. They're going to feel the full effect. Talking about the walking dead. They're going to feel the full and have the full impact of what they had done unto our Lord and Savior. And they did it out of, some did it out of ignorance. And they had an opportunity to repent and refuse. There were others that said, I'll never give in. But they're going to be hit with a full impact. Don't be one of them. And so Merriam-Webster, this dictionary says, behold uh, means to proceed through sight or apprehension. There's going to be great anxiety and fear that something terrible is near. I would think so. If you saw someone riding up on a cloud, huh, what a nightmare to think about what that means. To see something that is not sucked out of the norm of what you consider everyday life. But the Bible says, and, and, and so it means to gaze at it, and that's just what they're going to be doing. Folks are going to be stuck looking at what they see appearing. They're going to be stuck looking at their phones and, and listening to so They're going to be asking questions of what does that mean? And uh, they're going to be asking all the, you know, the same old, same old questions that, and some of them will know the answer. Because they did not present their bodies as living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord. They did not consider themselves as kings and priests unto the Lord when they when they, when they uh, dedicated their lives unto him, but after a while they begin to profane his name and refuse to change. He cometh with clouds. Science says clouds are made of water, vapor, invisible gas, tiny particles like dust floating in the air. So, so God is going to ride upon his creation. He's going to ride upon those things which are eternal. Uh, Nahum 1 3 says the Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not uh, at all equate uh, the wicked, acquit the wicked. He's not going to excuse wickedness. The Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are all the dust of his feet. Genesis 9 and 16 and the bow shall be in the, uh, in the cloud. And I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every creature of all the flesh upon the earth. The cloud is a marker of the promise. Now we know the rainbow, in other words, when I say a marker, I'm thinking of the, like a bookshelf. You know, you have bookends. And so the, 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 the books in between that, the rainbow sets on a cloud and then it extends to another. Exodus 13, 21 says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. 
and by night a pillar of fire to give them light, to give them day and night. So the cloud is a covering. Psalms 105 and 39 said he spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. People everywhere will be watching with amazement. It will be uh, all over social media and every other media platform that you can think of. The kings and priests of sovereign God will not see it. We're not going to be exposed to that. Neither are we going to hear about it. We're not going to be listening to that stuff. Matter of fact, the current, uh, oh my God, the, the only way that we actually know about this is because we're, it, we're reading through it right now. Oh, oh, bless you, Lord God. We're going through this right now. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we have knowledge about it. Because we're paying attention to the details of what God has given. We're paying attention to what God has said. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord. Mighty God. Huh. Uh, Isaiah 43 and, and 18 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. There's going to be a removal of history. Uh-huh. Uh, God has already begun. He's already begun that process. Uh, yes, he has. He, he's already begun that process. There, there's a process occurring in you right now. And the only reason that, uh, that, that you know, the, the Bible said the flesh wars against the spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. The, the flesh wars against the spirit. And, and so we're in a process right now because the Bible tells us, plainly said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, and, so, and so we're in a process right now. And what happens is that flesh, because flesh craves sin uh, as we as we train it to crave righteousness. But that that fight, that struggle, that's what Paul. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Paul said that the thing that I would do, I don't do. And, and he goes and we're not going into all that right now. But listen. That's why the, the flesh fights against you. The flesh fights to try to bring you into a certain place of, well, you know, I'm not worthy. The flesh try to bring you to a place of saying, well, you know, you did this. You did that. But God is working on each of us right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ha! Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is working on his kings and priests to bring them into that place. Where you understand, yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, so let me give you something right here. When the enemy comes and try to remind you of your past or the hiccup or whatever, that's a time where you say in your mind or Lord, I remember, but forget Lord I know now what that meant to you and I will never, ever, 
Oh, bless you, Lord. That is a time where we recommit ourselves unto the Lord because we know the damage that it can cause. Thank you, Jesus. Then it doesn't become a stumbling block. It does not become a temptation. It does not become anything that the enemy can, can continue to use against you. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You disarm the enemy at that point. Thank you, Jesus. It, it, oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing he can do about that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He can't use it because now you, you put it in, into a different form and you realize it. So now it become an arsenal against him. Thank you, Jesus. He's working. He's taking us and moving us into a place. Hallelujah. My God, thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. That, that's what makes us, uh, uh, when, we, when we go to sing, we sing out of our, the depths of our soul because we know how to take that pain and, and, and use it to give God praise. The, the minister know how to use that to, to, to reach out to someone else so nobody can say, man, you ain't been there. Yes, I have. And I don't have to go through the details of it because you already know the details of your own personal life. But I can tell you he's able to save. He's able to bring us out. He's able to turn it around. He's able to make us a king and priest that he's looking for. Oh. Thank God in his infinite wisdom is not going to uh, place his kings and priests in a position of remembrance. Listen to this. Listen to this. He's not going to place us in a position. And we talk, we talk about being caught up. We talk about not being here during the episodes of the revelation that John is looking at. Neither will we be in the presence of God thinking about or remembering the abuse. Neither will we be in the presence of God thinking about addiction or rape or, or the naughtiness or, you know, or being a victim or being a predator. Because we repent it. And there is no guilt and shame. We will not be in the presence of God with guilt or shame. Bless you, Lord God. Ah, ah, no. You're not going to think about it in one instant. And there be no one there will be no one there to remind you. Because he said, I'm doing a new thing. Yes, he said, former things are passed away. Yes, Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. He's done away with that. My God. Thank you, Jesus. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. That you should show forth his praises of him who have called you out of darkness 
into his marvelous life. That's what God is doing. He's enlightening us right now. He's enlightening us right now. He, he wants you to know that uh, this morning. He wants you to know that. He, he, he needs you to understand, needs you to be aware of, and needs you to walk in this and, and uh, embrace it, that old things are passed away. They passed away. They're gone. We're not going to stand in his presence with that stuff. No, 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 because it's already dealt with. It's already dealt with. The, the day that you became convicted, the day that you repented of sin, the day it started a process right there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this is me. This, this is Pastor Carl, uh, Pastor Carl Henderson, chapter one, verse two. And so, you know, God will perform his spiritual lobotomy and completely sever the pain of bad history in that day. Okay? The side effects will be happy ever after. The side effects will be praise and worship. The side effects will be continued righteousness. The side effects will be seeing him as he is beloved now are we the sons of God and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be but we shall but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is that is the side effect of being prepared now don't get me wrong now, let me let me help somebody because some, somebody jumped deep on me but let me help you out here Jesus knew the holes in his hand and how they got there. Okay? He knew the holes in his hands. He knew how they got there. He knew how they got there. Zechariah 13 and 6 says, what, the question was asked, uh, what are those holes in thy hands? Then he answered, uh, those which I I was wounded in the house of my friends. Okay? But I, I need you to understand something. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the wounds were there, but the pain was gone. The wounds was there, but the pain was gone. The wounds were there. Yes, the scars, the whole, but the pain was not. Bless you, Jesus. The joy was there, but not the pain. Bless your name, Lord. Even so, oh my God. Bless your name, Jesus. Can you just think about that for a moment? Thank you, Jesus. The scar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I bear a scar. But there's no pain. There's joy, but there's no pain. But that's an ugly scar, yeah, but, but there's no pain to it. It's joy. It's joy. It's joy that, that supersede, that, that healed and took care of all of that. Hmm. We're coming to, even so, he said, even so, even so, amen. Even so means in spite of, John, I need you to know this, in spite of 
whatever happens, in spite of what goes on, in spite of, nonetheless, whereas amen is Hebrew for certainly, truth. This is truth. This is what we're talking about is truth. When you request, when you respond, when we, you know, sometimes we talk and we say amen, what we're saying is I agree with you. I agree with you. So, so when you're saying amen, you know, you're saying I agree with you, Pastor. I agree with the word of God in which you're proclaiming and what you're giving to us. The eighth verse. The eighth verse. It says, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, said the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Here, John is again exposed not only to I am, but to the great I am. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about I am, we're talking about the great I am. Exodus 3 and 4 says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. John, the message to the church, to the kings and priests is from I am. I am. I am what I am. Unlimited in power. Unlimited in knowledge. Unlimited in authority. Why? I am is sovereign God. Now, we're his kings and priests. We don't have, we, we are limited in knowledge. We are limited right now in uh, power. We're, we're limited in, you know, authority. But we're the kings and priests of the one who is not limited. But now, how do I apply this today? I was at work, <clears throat> CEO, stockholder of the company. I, I, I report directly as a, in, in technology, I report directly to him. And, and so uh, he said something I disagree with. I, I didn't like it. And I didn't like it. No, I didn't. And I actually allowed it to bother me for a moment. <clears throat> and then I, I had to come to myself. Because then I, I remember who's in charge. Uh, who has ultimate power? Who has ultimate knowledge? Who has ultimate authority? Who is sovereign? My duty as the employee, your duty is to maintain the spirit of excellence because I am king and priest of I am. And when I thought about that, it changed my mindset immediately. And it has not bothered me anymore because I am king and priest of I am. And so I just recalled and remembered, uh, wait a minute, who am I? <clears throat> I am, now I, I need you to get this, I, I need you to imagine this in your mind. I am, this is you saying it, I am king and priest of I am. And we know I am is God. Okay, so in your statement, I am king and priest of I am. So you're little I am, and he's big I am. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> My God, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that another day, but I am king and priest of I am. 
You know, sometimes somebody look at you and they see you. The Bible said that Stephen, even though they were persecuting him and they, they, they jumped on him, bit him, threw rocks at him and all that stuff and to his demise. But when they looked at him, Scripture says that one time they looked at him and they saw the face of an angel. Somebody looking at you, and they may not tell you what they see, but they know it's something. It's something. They can't put their finger on it. But God sometimes pulls back the curtain and, and they see something. And then he closes it. Oh, bless you, Lord. John, I am he that was. I was there in the beginning. And I'm he that is there in the end. Psalm 4, 40 and 7 says, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. I come in the volume of the book. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that, that something has been said this morning to bless you. You know, as we are looking for the fulfilling of God's word in our lives. Um, God has so many blessings for us. So much to for us to benefit from right now. And so my prayer is that you will embrace the word of God. You, if you're not in a church home, get in it. Find a church of truth and power near you and go to it and be faithful unto the Lord. Be more than a conqueror. Be, be that God will teach you through his word how to be a conquistador. And so, because we're, we're greater. Uh-huh. He'll teach you and show you, give you wisdom to deal with whatever situation that you're faced with. There's some things that we deal with that we that we have to deal with. And some things we, we cause. I've caused some things and I had to overcome the evil with good, you know. And when I say evil, I just mean a bad situation. I don't mean it was devilment. But whatever it is, God is able and he's working with us to bring us into a place of being. And, and, and we're on our way. Each one of us is taking one day at a time, one step at a time. I'm taking a step with you. None of us have arrived to totality. We're all a work in progress. And I want you to know that no matter what title a person have, who they are, uh, they could be standing over the Vatican. No, they are a human being. They are flesh. They need to be saved by the word of God, period. And that's it. That's it. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, you want your sins washed away. But that was in the Bible days. No, we are in the Bible days. Did I say that loud enough? We're in the Bible days. These are the days of the Lord. These are the word of God. And so when they asked, when they came and asked them, what can we do? Those that heard the word, uh, we're in the book of Acts. And, and, and when Lydia met Paul and Paul ministered to them that was worshiping the Lord by the river, uh, they went, they got baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin. Mighty God, you want your sins washed away. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That's Pomona, California. 
hope to see you here or to see you there. If you're not, hey, we're having communion on next Sunday. So it's an open invitation for those that are near the Marina Valley area, Corona, Rancho, all of you know the area. Listen, and those that are far, be faithful unto the Lord. You've been blessed by the message. Tell someone else about SML inside the pages. Tell them to Google it. We're going to come up in all the social media. God bless you. Until then, remember the songs featured are respectively the property of the artist and their producers. Be blessed in Jesus' name.
God, and the true communion of the Holy Ghost, rest with and abide in him for now and forevermore. In Jesus.